welcome back to the Slight Sarcasm Podcast. I'm Celeste. I'm Amber. And we're back with another <laughs> episode, a brand new, fresh one. Yes, finally. We're sorry. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, Celeste is not sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's it's fine. It's been it's been like two months. Yeah, it's yeah. been a little while. So um, do you want to catch them up on some of your stuff that's caused you to not record for a couple months? Oh, uh, honestly, it's nothing I can say, like, <laughs> that's fair. in public, to be totally honest. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of personal shit. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I genuinely hope one day I'd be able to talk about a lot of the stuff that I'm going through right now, because I feel like... A lot of the stuff that I've been going through the past 12 months is, like, stuff worth talking about as, like, a community. Um, But, yeah, I'm just not ready to talk about it right now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. A lot has been going on. Yeah. I I guess I was kind of thinking, like... um, you know, apart from like the holidays and things like that, um, <clears throat> I did get COVID. Uh, I got COVID like a week before Christmas, which was a huge bum- bummer because we were definitely looking forward to celebrating with uh, my partner's family. And, you know, we just, we both ended up getting sick. We lived together. It was pretty much inevitable. Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like most people who share like an apartment or a small space or they're just going to get each other sick there's really you know we tried our best to isolate and that went for like three days or so we were fine and then like the fourth day or so uh, my partner got sick and yeah so that was a bummer um luckily you know we're happy and grateful to be vaccinated because you know it just felt it just it really just did just feel like a bad flu but I will say you know I'm not going to discredit the illness because I will say it's like top three worst times I've ever been sick for sure. Um, <clears throat> and you might hear it in my voice. I still have some, like, I think, you know, a little bit of like long-term stuff that I'm still dealing with. I have, I still have like some congestion and, um, I lost my taste and smell for a while. It took like two weeks before it felt like normal again. So, um, yeah, but you know, other than that, same deal, just some personal things going on. And, you know, I think we both just needed a mental break to, to try to, like, unplug from certain things for a little while. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's uh, that's it for the most part. But I'm definitely happy to be back. I feel like this is – it's always been therapeutic for me to, like, record with you because I feel like – we talk about a lot of stuff that we both have been thinking heavily about. And so to, to share some of those things, at least maybe not personal life stuff, but to share some of our views and opinions on things is to me, it's really like cathartic and um, yeah, I just appreciate recording with you. So happy to be back. Aww, <laughs> yeah. That was your I, one, your no, one I... uh, nice thing that I say for the entire year. So I already hit my quota and it's not even February. Wow. <laughs> And you, I'll remember that when it's your birthday. Oh, um, yeah. anyway, which is really soon. Really soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, um, anyway, yeah, no, I agree with what Amber 
is saying I um I did yeah I did miss recording um but also like I feel like like we say all the time like these are conversations that we have with each other like in private yes. and um with other people in our lives as well so yeah it's not like we're never having these conversations ever um yeah I would also like to congratulate us on two years of this podcast yay we gotta get some like um, little fake cheering applause or yeah something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll insert that and, you know like I'm glad that we're like still doing this like yeah like we could have like quit a long time ago for sure but um I'm glad that we're still doing this I'm glad that like people are still listening um we got like twice as many listens we did like um our first year the I I didn't say that right we got twice as many um listens this past year that we did then what we got um in our first year which Mm -hmm. is always great like it means that we're growing and stuff like that so that's super helpful um oh maybe we should reintroduce ourselves y'all know who we are no you know what i mean like okay but you just i don't think we've ever really like okay go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say like i don't think we've ever like really introduced ourselves I'm using air quotes i know i know we we try not to give too many personal details because i don't want to be doxxed obviously but yeah uh, i meant like also like go ahead we say we say who we are in the beginning and the end of the episode anyway oh my god okay what i was trying to say before (laughs) she tried to shut me down was all i was gonna say was we should for any new listeners i will just say celeste and i are both in the engineering industry uh, we're both black women we're you know i guess you could say like black women in tech or black women in you know stem or something like that so um you know being young black professional women is we you know we, we talk we tend to talk about a lot of stuff that affects us in like the workplace and our lifestyles and stuff like that. So a lot of the content that we create is based around stuff that we experience or, or stuff, um, I guess that we, you know, come across that, that really resonate with us given our backgrounds and, and, you know, what we, we do, um, for work and and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And we just talk about life shit, like in general, you know, like, based on yeah like you're amber saying like based on our experiences Mm -hmm. so we've done episodes about like our hair journeys and finance and um just live shit in general like we've done some fun funny stuff we've done some you know really serious stuff and yeah you know we love a good rant um we are full of rants that's for sure yes rants (laughs) and sarcasm yeah so so yeah um i wanted to do like a 2021 recap ish um i honestly yeah i don't have much to say about 2021 except that it sucked i was not my best year (laughs) yeah no definitely not like this is like between 2021 and like 2015 i don't know which year was worse for me hmm 
Hmm. Especially like the end of 2015. Like, I know a lot of, for a lot of people, 2016 was a pretty bad year, but 2016 wasn't like a terrible year for me, but like end of 2015 was pretty bad. And then 2021 was pretty bad. I don't know which one was worse, but they're in my top two. (laughs) Yeah. Disclaimer. During 2015, 2016, we were in school and dealing with uh, identity crises and bad roommates and, you know questioning what we were studying and at least for me I changed my major like three times and barely graduated on time but yeah it was that was rough for sure um yeah but but yeah 20 I mean so I I always I keep thinking to compare 2020 to 2021 because I really don't know which one affected me more mentally I gotta say Mm. I think 2021 hit me harder than 2020 and I initially if you'd asked me this in the summertime I would have said no 2020 was way worse because I I was definitely dealing with depression like I was very very upset through the entire fall and winter of 2020 but I've been like consistently miserable this whole year (laughs) so (laughs) so, you know I had you know I don't know I think um yeah, I think I got to hand it to 2021 because because yeah. really, you know, I think 2021 was just a year of a like continuous false hope. If you think about it, because, mm. you know, 2020 started, obviously, pandemic started around March for most people. Um, and I think initially people thought things would die off by like the summer or the fall. It didn't happen in 2020. Then we went into winter and everybody was like, oh, duh, of course it's going to keep going on because it's cold. Now everybody's, you know, immune systems are even more weak, you know, so that, that kept continuing. But I think we really got fooled because we were like, oh, 2020, nothing can compare to how bad 2020 was. But 2021 was just like, bam, bam, bam. Like the damn, the insurrection for me, like January 6th, of last year that really just set the tone for me set the tone yeah 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 um but with all i mean like yeah we can all agree 2021 was pretty rough mm-hmm. um what from 2021 What's like one thing that you're gonna bring into this new year? I know oh. it was like, I know it was like pretty awful, <laughs> but there must be at least one thing that you could be like, well, I learned this, and I'll just bring that into the new year. Yes, I will say the one plus to 2021 was that I started take like focusing on myself more and taking better care of myself mentally. I think. I started doing, paying more attention to like self-care and, you know, I was taking better care of my hair because, uh, disclaimer, I'm literally almost 30 and I've never really been one to do my own hair. I'm extremely tender-headed, which I'm sure most people are like, what is, I don't, what are you talking about? But like extremely tender-headed to the point where if anyone else touched my hair, I was in tears. So I really was very guarded with things like that. So just I think this last year I really started saying like look I gotta take control of the situation I can't keep spending money in salons I don't even know if I'll be able to 
keep going to salons because, you know, the pandemic and everything like that, I was trying to stay safe and stuff. But anyway, so started taking better care of my hair, uh, started like doing my nails and stuff. And that really helped me with like my nail biting because I have like anxiety. So I tend to bite my nails, but doing my nails obviously would make me pause and say like, well, I don't want to mess up my nails. So I'm not going to bite. Right. <laughs> and, you know, just, I think developing a better um, mindset with my work also was, was huge for me this year. Just being able to pull myself away from something that was difficult or I felt was like overwhelming and say like, it's going to be there tomorrow. Just save it for tomorrow. You know, like the deadline thing that a lot of people get stuck on where they're like, but you, but he said, I have to get it done by this day, whatever. All that shit is not true. Like don't, don't ever kill yourself over deadlines unless it's like, you got to be on a plane to go on vacation or something the next day. Like yeah. that's when you should care about deadlines. It's like, you know, when it, when it pertains to you personally, but if it's like, someone's like, yeah, we really want you to get this done by Friday. Like, fuck that. Don't, don't break your neck trying to get stuff done to a T just because somebody, you know, wants you to do that. You, you want to be able to do it right. And you want to feel good about your work. If you get it done on time, that's great. But you know, you don't want to, you're going to burn out if you try to like meet everyone's expectations. So that was something that I really had to like teach myself, but also still keep in mind that I obviously I need to be a good performer and I need to, you know, meet expectations and exceed expectations and other avenues so that things like, you know, a missed deadline or late work or something like that is not going to make or break my position or something. So I definitely taught myself that, especially through like the fall and, the, and early winter of 2021. And yeah, so I, I think to round all that up, the things that I'm definitely wanting to bring into this year is like a better work-life balance and better ways to manage my stress when it comes to work and better self-care. What about you? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I like that. I... I don't know. I think something that I'm bringing <laughs> bringing into the new year is um just I don't know. I was going to say holding on to like my boundaries and I think that was like definitely like my theme last year was like mm-hmm. boundaries. Yeah. It was like a huge important thing for me. And I think I learned a lot in that. Um, and so that is definitely something that I'm bringing into the new year. Um, also something else that I was thinking about was... Um, being like emotionally like vulnerable and like listening to myself I have like a really hard time um listening to my own emotions and like working through my emotions and so like sometimes I'll get upset like super easily or get super defensive easily and um 
or I'll have like emotions that I don't deal with in the moment and I just like press them down because I'm like oh it's like really not that big of a deal blah 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 and then like I'm like lashing out like later on and I'm like not understanding why so that's something that like I really had to I like really tried to deal with a lot this year and I feel like I've definitely gotten better um so I'm going to like continue that and like carry on a lot of those like lessons that I learned into the new year because I don't know it's like super important and also like learning like that I shout out to TikTok learning that I'm um (laughs) neurodivergent (laughs) and just like recognizing like the ways in which that affects how I like see the world and like Mm -hmm. how I behave yeah um so so yeah like sidebar I was talking to a friend earlier today and um we were talking about like dating or like dating in the sense that of like you're talking to people um And not, like, you know, trying to be in a relationship, but you're just talking to people. And we were talking about, I was talking about how, like, I genuinely don't understand how people can, like, go to a club or whatever and then just go up and talk to people mm-hmm. that you don't know. And yeah. then, like, go have, like, one night stands or, like, go and be like, oh, yeah, like, I think this person is, like someone I want to date or someone I want to get to know, even though you literally haven't talked to them, you've just seen them across the club or something like that. And I genuinely don't understand that because that makes no sense to me. How do you know that you like someone or someone is good enough to talk to or, you know, or to have, um, or to take up space or time in your life just by looking at them? Like, I understand, like, attractiveness, right? But I don't understand how you can be attracted to someone in that way. So the thing that we were really talking about was like, yeah, like how you go to the club and you can just like, and instinctively, like there are people who just like scan the crowd. Yeah. When I go to the club, I'm listening to the music and dancing. <laughs> like I'm not like looking at, at people and being like, <laughs> Like I'm I'm at the club for liquor and dancing, okay? Like I'm not at the that's club your, to like also care. look at people. <laughs> like no, and my I, friend I, was I like agree. Yeah. yeah, my friend was like, Oh yeah, I go to the club and I'd be scanning the room and being like, Oh, that person's attractive, that person's not attractive. Dang. And I'm like, how do you how do you why do you um, honest honestly, Celeste, I think it's just a confidence thing. Like you you have to be mm. so confident to do that, right? But also, I think it's a, I think, um, how do I say this? I think it depends on on what you're looking for, right? So maybe to you, you're like, I need need to know I trust this person. I need to know I get along with this person. We have similar views and morals and whatever. But maybe to another person, they're like, I just need some entertainment for a night or two, right? Like, and that's okay. Like, if that's where they are, and maybe they're just like, you know, not really uh, looking for anything serious and, and they're okay with just having one night stand or, you know, 
just talking to random people or something because that's what they want right now. But I, I think it really just depends on like personal taste and, and what you're looking for. But I think that's how people find like someone to be in a long ta- long-term partnership with, right? Like that's how I, they find their boyfriend or their girlfriend, right? right? Like but, it's But also think about as this well. Though. Think about this though. That's old school. Like that's how a lot of people met like 30, 20, you know, 50 years ago. They would just meet some random person out in the street or in a club or in a bar or whatever and hit it off from there, right? So yeah. so us with I mean, our technology where you could think like, well, if I go on Hinge, I can see this person's whole profile. I can see if they're vaccinated. I can see what their political views are. I can see if they have kids. I can see what they like to do in their free time. You you get all that information and that works for you because you are the type of person that needs to vet someone before you let them in. But there are plenty of other people who maybe don't need to do that. Not Not because they don't, you know, they don't care, right? But they have the confidence or they have like, uh an ease of trust right of of strangers where they can say yeah i'm gonna meet meet somebody new tonight and maybe something will happen with them but i i think it's you know it's just that's old school that's been a proven method for ever <laughs> but but yeah you know i, I think i do think depends. yeah yeah, but I do think I don't know. This is like the sidebar of sidebars. We're but I do think that um, I do think that apps are a just like a internet age version of that old school thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like as much as you want to like swipe on apps and stuff like that. And like feel like you know more about these people, mm-hmm. you kind of don't because people do oh, yeah. lie, right? Yeah. Like that's true. I saw the other day someone um on someone was saying like on Hinge, this person said that they're vaccinated, but when they were messaging them, they said that they were not vaccinated. Oh my God. And it was dead. just like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, and you know, like not everyone lies on apps and stuff like that, but I also don't like apps because they still feel super impersonal. And I, I feel that. like I and also not everyone's great at talking like by messaging. Mm-hmm. And like some people, I feel like you get some people like they can be great on paper, right? Like in these messages and stuff like that. But when you get to meet them and you yeah. they get to start talking, yep. and you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh no. yeah. So like I, I don't know, I don't know. So, I feel like dating is just trash in general. <laughs> but yeah. So what know. what this would be your ideal bar. way? Okay, to close this out though, what what do you think is your <laughs> ideal way to meet somebody? Honestly, like the only way i date is by like friends like if we've been friends for a long time more which a long time is relative right um more likely than not i don't know it doesn't mean that like i'm gonna develop feelings for you or anything because you're my friend but that's like 90 percent of the way that i start dating someone we were friends or we had known each other for a really Mm -hmm. long time and then we like I don't know. Well, usually they say that they like me and then I'm like, <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> like, but, um, 
but but yeah i don't know i don't so my my you, other you, you my hold on for, you wait for people to come to you see that's how it used to work my obstacle is that i haven't dated like as an adult mm. so i don't know really mm. how i'm gonna feel and right now like like obviously like i don't know because i'm not dating so i'm not 100 percent sure like how it's gonna go but i recognize that like I still know that, like, I have to, like, know this person. Yes. Yeah. On a personal level before I even, like, feel like I can have feelings for them. Because I, because, like, the people that I've had crushes on, that's how it went. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I had, like, we were friends and, like, we had talked and blah, 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 whatever. And, like, I got to know them. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like... I like this person based on their personality rather than what they look like or whatever, because that's not something I was looking at, like, when I first met them. But at the, same, at the same time, though, isn't that similar to what people do when, you know, for example, we'll take Tinder for an example. Or, no, let's take Hinge, because I feel like the temperament there is a little bit more serious, right? If you swipe on someone on Hinge, you look at their profile, maybe you don't, you just look at their pictures, you swipe, y'all match. Isn't that the same as, as someone saying, hey, let's go for coffee? Like, they, they barely have a conversation, right? It's just like, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you, whatever. Would you like to go to coffee? We can get coffee. I'm free this day and this day, right? Wouldn't that be the same thing? Because you're meeting that person without much, like, preconceived notions. And the point of you getting coffee is so that you're not distracted by other stuff. You're You're focusing on truly like getting to know each other and and chatting and getting you know your the vibe right so would yeah, it be I, like a similar thing yeah i guess but my thing is that i this is why i'm not on apps because mm-hmm. like i hate swiping like i don't know like i can't i can't get the vibe like i feel like and i think this is the point of apps right like you're basing people off of if you're physically attracted to them in those like 60 seconds or probably less than that you see them. And I mean, and you know, you scroll through their profile and you know, you're like, Oh, this is something that I like. Okay, cool. But it like, it doesn't make me feel good doing that. And I don't know, maybe I probably just need to get off my high horse about it. Um, oh, you don't but... have to. But yeah, I don't know. Like, but yeah, I don't think that I'm better than apps or anything like that. I think I just need to figure out like how to be better at being on apps. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I will say, (laughs) disclaimer, uh, I met my partner of about four years. We met on Tinder um, and I hated the apps too. I tried not to use them. I would make an account or like, you know, reactivate my account, use it for a week, meet a couple people and then be like, ugh, and then delete it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think it was, it was, it really, you know, everybody says like, oh, it'll happen. You at least expect it, blah, 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 whatever. Right. I remember when I met him, the day that I was going to delete the app because I was frustrated again because I had gone on a few dates and nothing happened or you know, I got ghosted or whatever. And I was frustrated. I was like, I'd had it for like a few weeks. And I was like, I'm gonna just, you know, go through my chat, 
see my matches or whatever from the night before and if nothing comes of this I'm just gonna delete it right and we had matched the night before and he had messaged me and we started talking from there and I literally never had to use it again because we went on dates and obviously got Mm -hmm. together but it was I mean like I was like super opposed to them too but I felt like I needed to uh what do you call like get on everyone's level because everyone else I knew was dating through the apps nobody was meeting people organically like like you're saying you know people get scoped out in the club still which which is fine but like that's not really how people mm-hmm. are yeah. meeting for like long-term serious relationships so I felt like I needed to get on the same level so that don't I mean that's really the only reason why I used it because I hated it too I hate the swiping I hate the fact that somebody can look through your whole profile and be like ill and then just literally just push you aside right I just hated mm-hmm. that feeling but I don't know I I've, I guess I felt like I had to get with the times a little bit on it so yeah no that totally that totally makes sense I mean you're right like everyone's on the apps nowadays um yeah I don't know when I also think because I live in a smaller city um it's harder to be on apps because like everyone you like cycle through the oh, same yeah. people yeah so you're like, if you're like a class with if, you in some way <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i've seen yeah. like classmates and like when we were in college i had seen like classmates and stuff like on the app so like um yeah i think that has a lot to do with it as well I don't know. I we'll see. I don't know. We'll see a year from now if I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Probably. But yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that was let's... a good fifteen minute detour. <laughs> I, I hope our listeners were, were still uh, interested, but no. I, I, I don't know. It, that's actually something we hadn't really talked about yet. So you know. Yeah, I would like to talk about dating, but I feel like I'm not qualified because I have not dated in my adult years. So I feel like I don't have much to say on how to date or like what to do or anything like that because I genuinely have no experience. So, um... And also, like I, as you've like just heard, like I'm very mystified about how people date because it doesn't make any sense to me most of the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's a lot of the reason why, like I personally haven't like brought it up, brought it up to like talk about. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. So uh, to recap, what are you bringing into the new year? <laughs> I am bringing in boundaries and emotional health and wellness there we go okay Um, perfect great do you have a theme this year so like my theme this year someone dang it it's like all the way over there on my computer um so my theme this year is discipline Hmm. i was listen i talk about kimberly foster from for Harriet all the time because mm-hmm. I love her to death. Um, and she's like the OG. Um, everyone that I, every other like black person I, or black woman that I know who like thinks and holds a lot of the same values that I do and loves the like 
thesis essay commentary on YouTube and stuff like that. Like they all love her. And I'm like, this is my tribe. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Her theme this year is discipline as well. And I was, and someone else that I love on the internet, another black woman, theme is also discipline this year. And mm. I was like, Oh my God, that like totally makes sense. And it was something that I had been thinking about. Um, and that discipline isn't or doesn't always have to be a bad thing and like reframing the way I think about discipline I feel like last year and in 2020 because of the pandemic it's been hard to be super disciplined about anything when it feels like everything is just going to shit yeah and um and so, like, I've given myself a lot of leeway, especially, like, last year with, like, a lot of things that were going on and stuff like that and just not not having the motivation to do anything in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but discipline doesn't have to be a negative thing. Discipline doesn't have to be um, a something that you do because something negative happened right like that's how we associate discipline and truly discipline can just be like guidelines that you give yourself so that your future self is set up for success yeah um so and discipline comes in like different forms right like discipline can be about moving your body or you know, the things that you eat or um, the goals that you want to accomplish professionally or personally, right? Um, Routines, for sure. Yeah. So, and it doesn't mean, but my, like, I want to make sure that discipline is a positive and not a negative. It's not, it's proactive and not reactionary. Um. And so I think for me, it'll be like very interesting to see like how I react to a lot of that stuff and like kind of like where the year goes with this theme. Um, So far, (laughs) um, it's been okay. Like I think something that I like carried into this new year is um trying to not be um trying not to punish myself about how I eat food or like mm-hmm. what food I do eat. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that's a part of like, you know, unlearning like fat phobia and stuff like that. But and like listening to dietitians who like know their shit, right? Um and listening to science, because some people don't like to do that. Anyway. So like, I'm a picky eater. Like, I'm... I Yo, like... she is so picky. <laughs> like, I like to eat certain things. I don't like to eat certain things. Like, and I don't like to cook. I like quick, easy stuff. Because mm-hmm. honestly, by the time I re- remember that I need food, I needed it, like, 20 minutes ago. So, <laughs> I have to, angry. like... Yeah. So, I have to eat, like, quick stuff. Or things that don't take me, like, super long to prepare. So, um, 
and something like that and but then I was also like I want to intake more like fruits and vegetables and stuff like that and fresh fruit and vegetables like they go bad so quickly it's a waste of money to be totally honest and not everyone has it like that I mean I may not be one paycheck away from homelessness but if I get a big fat medical check, a medical bill, <laughs> I'm going to be homeless. So mm. I got to like make sure that I'm doing the things that are within my means. And so um, I've been eating and buying a lot of like frozen vegetables, it, yeah. like stuff that like I can. I love the little steamer bag things. Me I know too. like plastic and all that stuff, but yeah. I don't give a fuck. I <laughs> pop you pop it in the microwave for like six, seven minutes and then you know you let cool down a little bit throw a little salt pepper a little adobo a little you know for seven minutes in the microwave but it's just vegetables like Like kernel corn like um broccoli oh i put mine in there for like four minutes that's why i was like wait what (laughs) oh on the back it says like five to seven minutes oh okay Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on your microwave and all that stuff. That's fair. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if it's hot, it's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's that's good though. If the frozen stuff is good, I mean, frozen fruit is great too. Um, yeah. The the good thing about that stuff is when it's produced in mass like that, for them to freeze it, they flash freeze it, so all the nutrients and everything stays mm-hmm. pretty well preserved. So yeah, um, sometimes it's, it's more nutrient. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it's more nutrient yeah, exactly. than the fresh stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, I know there's like a lot of shame around that, but as someone, oh, let me, that's like I some s- capitalist yeah. shit though. That's for you, to, for people to shame you because you prefer frozen or canned fruits and vegetables over fresh is ridiculous because that's like saying like, oh, you can't afford or you don't have the time to deal with fresh fruit and vegetables. Duh. <laughs> yeah i mean but that's capitalism right like time is luxury like i i have a fruit bowl on my counter it's full of onions i don't fucking use that for anything other than onions and maybe like a bag of apples right yeah mine is <laughs> empty like i will buy potatoes and the potatoes will sit there and nearly mm-hmm. sprout before i use it yeah because i just don't like I don't, I don't have it. I don't have it. I have to be, if I'm in a partnership, they have to know how to cook because you cannot rely on me to cook. It's either you have enough money for us to like go out all the time or have a professional chef or something, or you know how to cook because if you rely on me to cook, we're both going to starve. Oh my gosh. I get tired of eating takeout though. I'll go through like phases where I'll like, we'll get takeout for like three or four days in a row. And by like the third or fourth day, we're just like, oh my God, fuck this. It's just, yeah. you just feel like crap, I guess. But yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, discipline, discipline is my <laughs> theme this year. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I was thinking about mine. I think my theme this year and I know somebody's going to hear this and laugh, but I've been trying to think of a different way to reword it while still saying the quote that I want to say and it still sounds stupid anyway I think do it but go my my theme for this year is taking care of number one and (laughs) the reason the reason why I say that is because it's actually something my mom always says um she 
you know, if I'm like, if I call her or talk to her and it's clear that I'm like not doing what I need to be doing or I'm feeling kind of down or I'm upset about something or angry about something, she always says like, she basically just says like, you have to take care of number one first. And the number one person is yourself. Because if you're not healthy, if you're not happy, if you're not thriving the way that you want to thrive, everything else is affected around you. So to me, um, you know, taking care of number one, it looks like being a little more selfish, being more self-centered in, in, a, you know, in a way that doesn't sound jacked up. But really like, you know, like I was saying earlier, like the self-care stuff for me has been huge. Even just, you know, being bored on a Saturday, be like, I'm going to do my nails or I'm going to redo my hair or, you know, I'm going to soak my feet or whatever. Like that, that has really helped me because I never really did that type of stuff. I never did that like extra stuff. So um, that's really been helpful. And then also like getting back into my hobbies and being okay with focusing on myself and not being like, oh, I should be doing something else because, you know, whatever is with someone else or it's for someone else or whatever. Like I, I, I can be okay doing my thing. And then also on top of that, I need to be better at being independent again, because like at this point, my partner and I are on two different schedules. And while we still have, you know, a couple hours a day to spend with each other, for the most part, we're either prepping for the next day when we do come across each other or he's on his way to work or I'm finishing up work or whatever. Like, it's just, you know, what I'm saying is like through the last couple of years that we've had these schedules that have kind of like separated us through the day, like I get like really upset because I like having him around. I like talking to him. I like spending time with him. So I need to spend time retraining myself on being independent. So if I want to go out thrifting and, you know, just kill some time because he's doing something else or he's at work or something, like I need to be okay with doing that and not be like, oh, I wish, I wish my partner was here. Like, I don't want to do think like that anymore because it's just, it's not, it's, uh, I think it's just counterproductive and you're selling yourself short and you're discrediting your own creativity. So um, you know, that type of stuff is what I'm focusing on. I definitely want to be more active. I want to be, you know, we're, we're moving now for like the 30th time it feels like, but, um, where we're moving is really ideal for us. We really enjoy the neighborhood we're moving to. I feel safe as a woman, like walking at night. If I'm you know, running an errand and it's late, or if I just want to go for a walk in the evening or something, I feel very safe there. And that's like the one thing that's really I feel like has been holding me back from being more active in this place where we currently live because we live like pretty much in downtown and the temperament of this neighborhood is just not, it's just not it for me. So anyway, um, with us getting a change of scenery and getting back to where we really like feel the best, um, I think that's just going to really um, help me in this, this journey to uh, take care, better care of myself and prioritize myself because uh, I feel like it's been a long time since I tuned into that and I remember the times where I felt tuned into that stuff and I was super super productive I had a great routine I was in great shape I was you know socially active and just just I felt like a better person so that's really what uh, I'm going to be focusing on this year
I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought people were, I thought you were going to laugh because it sounds like, you know, taking care of, number one, taking care of my pee or something. <laughs> oh. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I got to go number one. I don't know. That's childish. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> next. <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah. No, I feel like a lot of people would agree would agree with where you're coming from and what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and I agree. I think that um, some people tend to forget to, like, take care of themselves. Yeah. And, um, and not just self-care, but also, like taking care of and you know listening to like how you feel about things Mm -hmm. and and things like that and you know sometimes like we lose that in the process of being an adult and growing up and stuff like that so yeah Yeah. coming back to that is really special it's interesting because i was just watching i think it wasn't last night it was the night before um but i was just watching an episode of Queer Eye. I'm trying to watch the latest season. And um, this episode was, for people who have already seen it, um, they might know, but this episode was about this lady who runs this, uh, basically like an animal rescue ranch in, in Texas. And she created the ranch because her son has autism and he has had a service dog and she really saw like a change in in his behavior and his confidence and you know his well-being just from having you know a service dog or a service animal and so she you know kind of had like a light bulb where it was like if I you know if I save these animals who have their own um, challenges and disabilities and things and I pair them up with with people who have their own challenges and disabilities there's there's, she says it's something magical that happens where, you know, a bond is created. They, you know, it's just, it's very like therapeutic for people and things like that. So anyway, it's a super successful ranch. She has like a bunch of animals that she takes care of with her family or her husband and her kids, but she wasn't spending any time on herself at all to the point where, um, I think Jonathan asked what her morning routine was. And she was like, I wake up, I pee. And I go out and take care of the animals. And I was like, damn, like, that was just, like, you can't even spend, like, 10 minutes for yourself to, like, you know, eat breakfast or, like, have a cup of coffee or something like that. Or, like, just sit and, like, wake up, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so, anyway, knowing that she's, like, super, like, stretched thin and, and high strung and stuff, watching her, like, transform throughout the episode was crazy because when they first met her and she was telling them about her routines and everything that was going on, this lady was crying every single scene, like literally sobbing and crying like constantly. And I'm just like, this lady was wound so freaking tight all because she felt like she couldn't ever take a break. And so they had to teach her, like, you have to like let stuff go so that you can take care of yourself or else basically. Um, And so, you know, I, I guess just keeping that sort of thing in mind where it's like, like I said, like, if you can't take care of yourself, nothing else you do is going to feel right. So Mm -hmm. I feel, um, I don't know. I just feel like felt really in tune with that episode because it really, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people 
in in similar situations where they feel like you know they don't have enough help they don't have enough hours in the day that sort of thing like they can really resonate with that and like they really just need to like try their best to find ways to take care of themselves first even if it's something like really like just taking an extra 10 15 minutes out of your day to do something for yourself that you haven't done before any any sort of change like minor change has a big effect on your personal health and well-being so yeah yeah, i don't know i just thought about that uh, while i was thinking of my theme so yeah no i like that that sounds good uh what are your no 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 what are your intentions for the new year? Mm. So, you know, I don't like to say goals or resolutions mm-hmm. because intentions means that it's stuff that you're building upon yeah. for your life versus like goals or resolutions. Like to me, I don't know. Resolution sounds like you're trying to change something about yourself or fix something wherein I don't believe that people need fixing. I think there are just things that you want to, I don't know, just like you want to move differently or you want to, I don't know. I don't want to say change, but like just kind of go about something like a mm-hmm. little bit differently. I don't, I think people in the new year, I think people in the new year get caught up too much in like this. Oh, I have to be like a different version of myself every fucking mm-hmm. year because I'm not good enough when you are good enough. Like maybe you're not like doing things you know the best that you can but you're doing the best with what you got and so yeah i don't know i don't know if that made any sense but yeah that makes sense what are your (laughs) what are your intentions for the year i guess i'll go Uh, did i go first last time yeah i think you did okay you go Um, first (laughs) i think i just have a couple really and and this (laughs) well one is i think more obvious one is definitely being more active. Um, that's definitely an intention of mine. I, I want to be more active. I want to be able to get out more and feel comfortable moving around and, you know, be comfortable, like trying out new styles and outfits and stuff like that. I think that's a different intention. But really, um, I think being more active, striving for better like self-confidence. And then the third one is... <laughs> I really hope this is the last time I have to move into an apartment that I rent. I really, I want, I I want my next move to be into something that I've purchased, whether it's a condo or a house or something or a fucking RV. I don't really care, but (laughs) I I really just feel like, um, I'm just tired of moving. I I was thinking about it. I think I've moved like uh, probably like 20 times since I was a kid I don't even know. I, it's just, it's ridiculous. But, you know, even just in Chicago, I've lived in one, like five different locations. I think this will be the sixth. I'm just over it. Like I'm done being a renter. I'm done throwing money away. I need to build equity. You know, I, I need an asset, right? Like a tangible asset. Luckily I've paying my car off in a couple months. So that's something I feel pretty good about. Um, But yeah, I just want to really focus on 
putting money away so that we can be in a good position to purchase something and and just make it our own i mean like um yeah i think that's that's another thing that i'm trying to focus on for this next move too um i want to make sure i spend a lot of time making this next place we're in like the apartment we're moving into i want to make it like feel homey and feel comfortable and cozy or whatever um that's something i didn't do here in this place i'm currently in and i've noticed a huge difference from the times where we've taken time to decorate and you know buy the furniture that's useful for us and not just functional furniture or whatever or not just um you know aesthetic furniture or whatever versus um you know actually doing those things i think there's like a huge difference in how you feel when you're at home because I'm realizing just how much time I spend at home and it's like if you're not even comfortable in the space that you live in like how are you gonna not be distracted by trivial shit you know like clutter or Mm -hmm. paint colors or whatever (laughs) so yeah yeah I think those are my intentions to wrap up like want to be more active want to build more self-confidence and I um want to create a better home environment and also hopefully save up to buy property yeah um first I just want to say I live below Sasquatch so I'm very sorry if you hear footsteps in the background <laughs> What's um, up, what are you talking about? <laughs> second of all um another sidebar um on like the I too am tired of moving and at the top of this episode, I talked about my grandmother who has lived in the same apartment for like 30 plus years. And that's what I want. And if landlords and investment properties weren't so fucking greedy, people would stay in their apartments gladfully, gleefully paying rent for 10, 20 years. I don't, I and don't never I buy a property or anything like that. They're, Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think we mentioned that on the podcast. I think we were talking like right before we started recording about that. Oh. Yeah. Did we? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we were having another conversation. My bad. But we were ranting like we always yeah. do. And, and yeah. she was talking about um, New York. Yeah. You're very right. Correct. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. My grandmother has lived in the same apartment for 30 plus years and... And, like, obviously she has no intentions of, like, moving, really, unless she absolutely has to. And that's what I want. I would glad, I would gleefully give an investment property or a landlord my money for the next 10, 20 years. But y'all constantly want to jack up the prices 8% to Mm -hmm. 10% every fucking year. And y'all got me fucked up. Why are you charging more money if people literally, people's living wages have not changed in, like, since like the 60s or 70s like yeah. you're y'all are absolutely out of your goddamn motherfucking mind anyway also oh, the other sidebar is that um in november yes in november i put my christmas tree up i have a seven and a half foot christmas tree because i stole it from my parents house i didn't really steal it my mom gave it to me and my dad was very upset that she gave it to me but whatever the Christmas tree we've had for like over 10 years, but it doesn't fit in the house because they have six foot ceilings. Um, and I have like 10 foot ceilings. So it just made sense that I would take it. And I wanted a taller Christmas tree because six foot Christmas trees are actually kind of short. 
Um, anyway, I digress. Um, so my apartment is like less than 600 square feet and a six, a seven and a half foot Christmas tree is actually kind of big. Yeah. So, um, I needed to create space. And so I had to rearrange my living room and I was like, which honestly, it's kind of one of my favorite things to do low key. Um, it's just really annoying and it's hot and sweaty because you got to move all your furniture. Yeah. And I have a rabbit. She has a pen. It's big. I built it. It's really annoying. Um, and then you got to like sweep all the stuff and move the rug and yeah. So, but I planned it out. I was like thinking about it and trying to figure out like the best way and like, you know, then, you know, you got your whole, whole feng shui thing, which feng shui is great. I think if you don't know what feng shui is or you don't really know much about feng shui, you should like look it up and, um, I think it's a really great way to um, implement something really good to implement into your home mm-hmm. um, to like know how to like where to put furniture. Um, because now that I have rearranged my living room, I feel so much more comfortable in my space. Yeah. And like, I'm a maximalist kind of girl. There is clutter everywhere. Shout out to be to having ADHD. But like it's super cozy, super fun. I also have like a ton of plants. So that also helps. And um it's just a cozy, good time vibe. And like the way that like my living room is now, it make makes me want to actually like be yeah. in my living room and right lay on the couch and like have a grand old time like so yeah I agree that like having in a space that feels comfortable and and is you know designed in a specific way that is comfortable to like the eye and your mind and your peace like is super helpful like that's why I'm a homebody and that's why I don't want to go outside. Like, I understand COVID and all that, but my home is so comfortable. Yeah, like, if you create a sanctuary, then mm-hmm. you don't really need to go out to entertain yourself. You can yeah. have people come to you or, or whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah, like, and especially if you work from home, it's really yeah. important to create that. Like, I don't have a two-bedroom or an extra little space to have, like, my like laptop like my desk and so I have a pretty big big desk someone told me to get rid of it one time and I was like no because I paid $25 for it and that thing is hefty (laughs) um but I I love my desk and like but I need that space right and it's big and I had to like figure out a way how to utilize it and all that stuff but like yeah I I definitely agree like I definitely saw a difference when I rearranged mm-hmm. my space back in November. I mean, for the Christmas tree, now the tree is down, sad face. But um, but still, like, I still really like the space. And I'm like, wow, like, it just feels good. So, yeah, no, I totally understand, like. And even now, I'm like, there are, like, some pieces that I want to buy. But I'm like, I'm finna move in, like, six months. <laughs> should I be buying more furniture but it's more like storage furniture but yeah I don't know yeah 
yeah. in a similar vein to feng shui that uh, Celeste was talking about, which, by the way, is not spelled the way you would think. I think it's spelled F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. Let me look that up. Hold on. Yeah, S-H-U-I. So yeah. uh, in a similar vein to feng shui, there's uh, this idea of something called huga, which is... Uh, don't quote We've me. I think it's Danish. It before. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Danish. Yes. So, or, or Danish and Norwegian. I didn't know that. But anyway, it's H Y G G E, and it's pronounced Huga. But the idea of that is making your space cozy, and not in the con- not in just this the way where you think like oh, I want to have like way. yeah, not in like the way where it's. Like everything is uniform and everything looks the same and whatever, but, or, you know, I have a bunch of soft pillows and everything that's really comfortable, but also like lighting is important. So using like warm toned lightings. So in the evenings you can properly wind down, your body relaxes with the time of the day. Um, You know, different, like things like plants are super important. Things like, um, like the color choices that you use, like actually using colors that are, either neutral or like if you want pops of color like use your favorite colors like those sort of things um I think are like really important and I've noticed when I try to design or like decorate to that um with with those things in mind it it makes like the craziest difference like you just feel more energy from your space it's not cold it's not uninviting it's not disjointed like you feel like things are cohesive you feel confident and and proud of your space and I I think it really does make a difference so you know it's like when you see those screenshot or those screenshots or videos of people like sitting and it's snowing outside they've got a cup of tea and they're sitting in like a bunch of nice blankets and the lighting is really nice and warm and stuff that's Hugo like that's but that's something you want to try to instill like all around your house, not just in like your little reading nook or something. So mm-hmm. anyway, tangent number eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if you answered. I don't even know if you answered our prompt. No, I don't. No, I didn't. I was going okay. on. a Yeah. Okay. Um, what are my intentions this year? Um, I feel like usually my intentions are tend to be the same, you know, like being the best version of myself always. And um, like you talked about, like movement. I know last year I did some movement um, and then I got super depressed. So that didn't happen anymore. Um, But uh, yeah, we're going to always keep trying that. And um, yeah, definitely like not feel like I kind of talked about before, not feeling bad about like the way that I eat and, Mm -hmm. Just being, like, um, more intentional about, like, eating um, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that and and stuff like that. Um, what else? Um, moving. <laughs> and not chickening out on moving because, like... Oh, mo- actually, like, moving where you live. Yeah. Yeah, like, moving out of, like... Um, the state that I currently reside in. Um, and I don't know what else. I I have some, like, 
like kind of like professional goals. Like I'm trying to get some licenses and stuff like that, that I keep saying that I'm going to do. And I was like, okay, Celeste, you got to buckle down and actually do it. Um, so those are some like actual like goals that I have, but I don't know. I feel like because of the pandemic and because everything is so unknown, I'm trying to like give myself grace with like intentions and stuff like that. That doesn't mean that like there aren't things that I don't, that I want to do. Um, and like career goals or professional goals or personal goals or anything that I don't have. I think right now with the pandemic and things being so unknown for me, it's kind of hard for me to, have any new intentions throughout Mm. this pandemic like um and yeah maybe another one that I'm thinking about another one is like keeping with my theme of last year with like my boundaries yeah um (laughs) in the beginning last at the end of last year I was thinking that I would um push one of my boundaries a little bit and I and then the the, this year then this year happened and I've been thinking about it a lot lately and I was like you know what I'm actually not gonna do it because I'm still not like 100% comfortable like pushing it quite yet and I worry that um like boundaries are there for a reason and I worry that pushing one of my boundaries too soon is not going to help. It's going to maybe set me back. I don't think it'll actually set me back, but mm. um, I don't want it to set me back. Um, so, and I, like you said, I got to look out for number one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. so, so yeah. So that's probably not the best answer for like what my intentions are for this year but I think um yes because of the pandemic like year to year I feel like my intentions are going to be fairly similar because yeah like it's really hard to feel super motivated through a pandemic especially mm-hmm. when there are systems in place that like tell us time and time again that they do not give a fuck about us. So, so yeah, uh, I think, yeah. yeah. And not to be like super depressing or anything, but like, yeah, it's, it's definitely really, really hard. And yeah, <laughs> it's just real hard. Yeah. But also brings me to my last question. Um, I was listening to last year's episode back on this and man, me and my Gemini third eye always be knowing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, we'll talk about um, some 2022 predictions, what we think is oh going to happen this God, year. No. Um, sorry, uh, are you, you mean like for the world or? Um, It could us? be. It can be anything. It can be for, like, the world or for you personally or... Yeah, I got a few. Yeah. What are your few? Um, 
So it, it's interesting. I know I bring up TikTok constantly, but I really do. I really do spend a lot of time on TikTok. Um, it's interesting because when I think of predictions for the year, the main thing I think about is who's going to die. And I know that's super morbid, but <laughs> there's this one girl I follow and she has been right about a few things so far and it's not even February, but anyways, technically she said Betty White was going to pass early this year, but you know, obviously we know she died literally the day before the new year. Uh, rest in peace to her. Love her. But, um, you know, I, I guess initially I was just thinking of like, oh, people are going to die, whatever. But now what I'm thinking about is more like world events. And I feel like with COVID, I'd, I'd like to say this is going to be the last tough year for COVID before things finally start to dwindle down and, and hopefully in 2023, which sounds crazy to say now, but hopefully in 2023, COVID becomes like a flu sort of thing where it's like, oh, you know, you get a flu shot and for the most part, you're, you're protected for the year or however long the vaccine is or, um, you know, so I, I, I think through the rest of the winter, spring and summer, COVID is going to be very, still very prevalent, but I'm hoping by like the fall, things will be to like a super manageable level. People won't be getting infected as much or, or affected over and over again or whatever. The death rate will reduce. Not because of people, you know, not because of unvaccinated people, which is a whole other thing. But um, really, I think just because hopefully the, the, the variants that um, get introduced are less and less harmful, if that makes sense. That's my hope. Um, and additionally, I think, um, I don't know. I, I really feel like, I, I thought this was going to happen in 2021. And with like the insurrection, I think that made me think that something crazy was going to happen again, like throughout the year. But I really feel like that, that, I really feel like we're in a pressure cooker right now. And I think the midterm elections are going to set some fucking crazy thing off because I don't know if you know this, but just last night they tried the Senate tried to, um, well, the Democrats in the Senate tried to push forward a new, uh, voting rights, uh, legislation and it got turned down. And then they also tried to push, um, some new regulations to the filibuster method, uh, that Republicans tend to overuse in my opinion and they they abuse um and that also got turned down so with the voting rights legislation it was supposed to make things a lot easier for people to vote it was supposed to open more polling places and neighborhoods where it's harder to get out of that neighborhood it was supposed to uh make um election day um sorry it's supposed to make election day a federal holiday which obviously would give more people the opportunity to take time off of work and go and vote and they're not going to be forced to run and hope that they make it in line by, you know, 6.59 when the polls close at 7 or something. Um, so that didn't happen. I'm hoping that they keep fighting with that, but really time is running out. And um, so anyway, with that being said, I feel like there's going to be a lot of tension on the midterm elections. This is typically when a lot of senators and representatives are up 
for real, uh, you know, re-election or challengers are introduced. And I, I feel like it's kind of scary, but I feel like, um, a political shift is about to happen. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like nervous even just talking about it. Cause it just seems so like unnatural, but I, I really do think those crazy QAnon people and crazy Trumpers and anti-maskers and COVID deniers, all those people are going to group up and just wreak havoc on midterm elections. I think it's just going to be absolute chaos. And um, yeah, I think that's going to be one of the main events for this year. So uh, yeah, please get out and vote if you can. And uh, let's hope that we get some good results from it. <laughs> I don't know how else to say, put that without yeah, sounding yeah, yeah. super depressing. Mm, yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. I am probably a little bit more radical. Um, I agree. I I think that was part of my 2022 predictions is that um, this year is definitely going to be a turning point. Um good for some in some people's minds bad in other people's minds um i mm, i yeah i agree i think that the democrats are out of time and i mean if virginia is any indication of what's going to happen in the midterms, mm -hmm. the Democrats are screwed. Oh, yeah. I, and yeah. I honestly, at this point in time, I don't think the Democrats are going to keep their seats or win anything new unless you're like, ultra progressive because people are tired of the democrats yes. people are not going to go out and vote i personally unfortunately don't believe in voting anymore i used to definitely be someone who was like super into voting and you know you know telling people to go vote and stuff like that but based on like how the system is set up and based on how the Democrats aren't really any better than the Republicans, they just pander a lot more to poor people and to black and brown people for their votes. And they like truly, honestly, aren't doing anything that benefits us. Yeah. And like, and yeah, like in... I think people don't understand how much like we don't care about Biden. <laughs> we just didn't want Trump. <laughs> that's that's right. And, and that's why I think this party shift is going to happen because mm -hmm. people are tired of moderate, lazy Democrats. Yeah. And then people all are just not going to go are sitting right. Yeah. All these people who are sitting right in the middle. Well, I, I would say uh, Senator Manchin, but mm -hmm. we know he's a different breed of asshole. But all of these, you know, Democratic senators that you don't hear them doing anything. They're not speaking out. They're not AOC. They're not Cory Booker. <sighs> I just, uh, I can't. 
So yeah, yeah I think it's going to be a party shift. I think people like younger people are going to vote way, way more progressive than they have in the past. And if they, if they are voting, right. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of people who feel like you, who feel like voting is not, it's not that it's not important, but it's just like, what, what else can we do? Right. Especially now where it's like, we can't even get them to agree to creating more polling places and, uh, you know, making election day a federal holiday. What, what kind of sense does it make to keep it like that? And, you know, because I think Mitch they McConnell, don't want people who yeah. would actually vote Democratic to vote. That's literally the whole yeah. point. Mitch it's McConnell to restrict got, rights. Mitch McConnell got caught in some quote. I wish I could quote it, but I, I'm really I'm really not trying to like. Get too political. Yeah, yeah I, I really don't want to do that. But it's so easy to now, which is why yeah. I think, you know, people are frustrated. They're fed up. This student loan cancellation thing. Biden has dropped the ball on that. You know, oh, he was it never gonna. <laughs> I know him pushing it back till May is great. It does plenty of people a favor. It helps a lot of people out still. But he's had so many opportunities to at least reduce it for people overall. Mm-hmm. That I think that would have, you know, set him a lot better with people our age and younger. But he hasn't. Uh, his administration has not. Um, you know, I just heard today that he is basically saying that. Russia is going to invade Ukraine one way or another. It's just a matter of, you know, how heavy they're going to go in. So if they're going to go in through Crimea, which I think is, you know, just like very small, narrow region in the south of Ukraine, if they go in through Crimea, it's not going to be as big a thing as them going in from, uh, you know, the, the Western Front. But, you know, it's like he's, what is he doing? (laughs) that's really what i gotta say but like you said um we didn't really want him we just didn't want trump so this is what we got and now we're everybody's seeing like duh like shit's falling apart of course and republicans will blame it on us of course but anyway i i don't want to get too political i i hope uh people listening (laughs) our listeners are you know kind of in agreement at least on on a majority of things I, Mm -hmm. i feel like if we have like well, I'll say this. We have anti-vax Trump supporting listeners like you're wasting your time. So, first of all, <laughs> how did you even find us? Why? Why? Yeah. If you got this far, you you're probably just trying to get some intel on black culture or something, but <laughs> yeah, which we have none. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, that's my my political rant. I'll stop it there. But Yeah, no, it's fine. I think I truly think, though, a lot of 2022 is going to be that just because midterms are coming up and it's what we're all we've all been kind of like waiting on in kind of that sense, because it'll be like the turning point of like whatever the hell is to come in the future. I will say like COVID predictions, to be totally honest, I don't think this pandemic is going to end for another two to three years. Mm. And I say that because I think COVID is going to be around forever. Like, Same. I just don't think it's going to become an endemic like the flu is until the next two to three years. That's based on some some of the smart scientist peoples. They've been saying, a lot of them have been saying that. Also, because, like, the majority of the world is not vaccinated. 
Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of access to each other, you know, planes, yeah, boats, all that stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah, this, so like, even though like Omicron was found in Europe, <laughs> like, and then, you know, um, South Africa was like, hey, this is a thing, you know, like it spread so fast, like, mm-hmm. And the next um, variant that's going to ravage us is somewhere in the world. And it won't pop up until it's too late. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, so I think it's going to be a while. It's probably going to be another two, three years until Holy crap. this pandemic actually, like, subsides some. Mm. And... um and then, you know, and also, like, with all the, like, CDC stuff and the regulations and all that stuff, like, people are going to be more exposed to COVID um, now more than ever. And it's just going to be a mess. But that's not even, like, the, like, yeah, people getting COVID. Cool, 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 cool. The people that get COVID, we've talked about this before, the people that get COVID, a good majority of them, I think it's like 50 or 60% right now, have long COVID. Mm. Within like the first, I think like, few months, they're noticing they have long COVID and it's been lasting like at least a year. And then there are also people who caught covid and then a year later they're getting long covid symptoms right yeah and um so we don't even know about that then there are people who are asymptomatic who which i potentially could be because i don't even know if i've had covid um but i've never felt i haven't felt sick in the past like two years like i haven't had any symptoms or anything so it is very possible that i have gotten covid i was asymptomatic and all that good stuff and i could have long covid symptoms in the future Mm. and not even attribute them to long covid because i didn't feel the symptoms or anything yeah so long covid is going to be um we talk about Imani, aka Crutches and Spice, all the time. We love her, but she talks a lot about COVID being a disabling event, like a huge disabled, like millions of yes. people are disabled, like yeah. and it's and it, it's extremely bad. Yeah. And going on disability, the healthcare in this country is super bad. So then Garbage. people are thinking about, hey. We should jump ship. We should leave this country. If you're disabled, you cannot leave the United States. Countries do not take disabled people. Unless you're partnered. And your partner mm. has a makes enough money and can take care of you. Mm. So, because, I mean, if you can't work in a capitalistic society, you're no good. Yeah, it's hard to get a visa to move abroad. Like, most EU countries and the UK if you don't have any skills like they mm-hmm. i think they call them um uh what do they call it whatever it doesn't matter but like yeah they have a skills list of all these these different industries that, that they're looking for working professionals in and if you're not working because you're disabled how are you going to appeal to them right yeah uh, how know, are they going to get their return study? on investment 
Right. You could go to study or something like that. But it, again, you know, if you're not able to, to work because you're disabled, you're kind of stuck after that too. So yeah. I, yeah. That's really, really depressing. Yeah, it is. It's super depressing to think about. I think it's something that we do need to think about. Um, yeah, I've been hearing people more and more talk about um, when is the revolution coming? <laughs> Look, when y'all are tired enough, I'm down. I'm waiting on y'all. <laughs> I work from home. When y'all are ready, I'm ready. Okay, like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do whatever y'all need me to do. Just let me know. I mean, well, minus like a couple things. We can talk about that later. But yeah, whenever y'all ready to 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 go, I'm ready to go. I will support y'all. Girl, you're going to end up on a watch list talking all vague like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm joking. No, um, no. I yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, it sucks, but it really is reality. And I think, yeah. um, you know, it was interesting. I think the other the other day I was watching something and someone was like, oh, I found these articles from March of 2020 when, when COVID first hit the U.S. And they were talking about, um, you know, how long should this, will this last? Or how long will we have to mm-hmm. quarantine? Blah, blah, blah. Every single article said, oh, it'll be, it'll be over by the end of the year. A year tops. Maybe next you know, spring 2021, but look, it's almost spring 2022. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we're, it's like, we're spinning our wheels. Like more people are getting sick, more people are dying. Not enough progress is being made. Vaccines were incredible. I'm so grateful for them again. I'm super grateful, but it's not enough, especially when half the U S population alone doesn't give a shit about a vaccine or they pretend like they don't give a shit. Candace Owens, I feel like she is vaccinated and she just doesn't want to tell her constituents. Of course. Anyway. Or constituents. Oh my god. Her groupies. Yeah. Anyway. Uh <laughs> Trump got vaccinated as before it was like public. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting now. In some ways, I'm starting to I'll say I'm starting to appreciate him more right now only because he's starting to totally 180 on on some of his viewpoints he had during his time in office like the vaccine stuff he's like if you're not getting vaccinated like you're being ridiculous it's basically his new standpoint so but i think what i'm saying is i think it's forcing a lot of people to say like why am i following trump because he doesn't blah blah blah. he's not not made of what i thought he was and you know people are finally fucking breaking that stupid uh, trump but whatever are they? you want to call it are well, they because they will excuse anything that he says that's that's fair but i i think there's a better percentage now of people who are waking the fuck up than there was before like if we, if I this was so. the middle of 2021 not a chance but now it's like he seems to have calmed down in general he seems to be speaking more openly about stuff that actually fucking makes sense and now I just heard this morning that uh, he can't block his uh, his Capitol riot um, transcripts and, and reports and anything anymore. So yeah, that's all going to be public knowledge. Them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be public knowledge soon. So I'm yeah. sure that'll be nice 
for all those people. Yeah, like, I he mean, didn't he, do anything. He didn't do anything. I'm sure that'll be nice to to see all these transcripts of him saying like these people are crazy. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but I don't give a shit about them. You know? Yeah. Also, like <laughs> that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Also, he's getting like he has bigger fish to fry, like in New York. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, y'all, I hope y'all have a great year. <laughs> like, all yeah, in all. I, I hope like, all this stuff we say is not true, but. Yeah, I really like hope so, but, like, yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's looking a little bleak. Try to find some joy in something. <laughs> because that's the only way you're going to stay sane during these trying times oh and fuck the term the new normal ew i hate that i hate i I hated it when it came out and i hate it now we're still in the middle of this goddamn panini press stop saying that shit (laughs) um yeah i think that's all from us what's got you hot what's got you i got one thing that i wanted to talk about i earlier i was going to talk about the i was thinking i'll talk about the voting rights stuff not getting passed that was what got me hot but we already talked about that and i'm staying away from politics now what's got me hot is tiktok drama once again i know they're like oh this bitch always talk about tiktok no seriously i for those who use tiktok i'd say maybe daily or at least like every other day you know a few times a week you've probably already heard about this if you haven't, I will quickly explain and I'll tell you why it's pissing me off. There's this kid on TikTok. His name is Axel. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to give his last name because I don't want to give this kid any more attention than he already has. This kid, Axel, has created this massive following out of nowhere, just in the span of like a month or two, just because he's quirky, he's seemingly relatable, he's white, he's... I don't know, I guess attractive to some people or some girls or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, but his his whole thing is he's this young, like early 20s kid who just moved to New York and he's trying to make it work as an actor and he wanted to apply to the Juilliard School. And so his following started popping up. He got like over a million followers pretty quickly but that was because of his content his content that he um kind of broke out with was him showing off how he lives in new york and so currently he's living in this tiny like i don't even know how many square feet would be like maybe like 100 square feet like literally like a 10 by 10 room in new york so he lives in like a glorified dorm he pays i think like 1200 a month or 1400 a month or something in east village which is very you know insane neighborhood to live in in Manhattan and he was like oh this is my room and blah blah blah. and the reason why people liked him and gravitated towards him is because he's got this like happy looky like super like sunny disposition type of thing going on he's always happy he's always smiling he's always joking around he has videos of him dancing on the street and he's just so happy to be in New York and he's all about the New York experience and blah 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 and So his content started to change a little bit and he started talking about why he was in New York and he wanted to uh, be an actor and whatever. So then he said he was going to have a Juilliard audition, which he had, I think, like two weeks ago. 
he was supposed to have an audition to get into the acting school at, at Juilliard and he bombed the audition and, and he was super open about it. He was like, yeah, I did a terrible job, blah, 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 whatever, you know, it is what it is. But again, he was still like, oh, well, you know, whatever. But you could tell he was upset. He ends up getting rejected. And these freaking crazy ass people on TikTok, they, they created this angry mob and they, they literally brigaded the Juilliard school. They went to all their social media, all their, you know, Google uh, reviews and, and Instagram and Facebook and everything. And they just started bombarding the Juilliard school with comments saying justice for Axel because they felt like this kid was wronged in his audition, which he admitted was terrible. They felt like he deserved to get in just because they're following him and they like him or whatever. Turns out, and this is where the drama comes in, it turns out, turns out he's kind of fake. Like he's, he's doing this for an experience. He's from this upper middle class family in Georgia and he's not poor. So him saying he's struggling and buying, um, you know, cheap food off the street, literally like food off the ground that vendors are selling him and he's finding stuff in dumpsters and whatever like that's all not him he doesn't need to live like that so he's trying to glorify poverty and make it a, a trendy experience and not real life for a lot a lot a lot of people and that's that's what really bothers me is like the fakeness of it and the fact that he hasn't been transparent with his audience and say like, yeah, I, I, you know, maybe, maybe he could say, you know, my parents cut me off financially. So I've had to make it work myself. This is the best I can do right now. I'm just trying to stay positive, whatever that, that would be great. But he hasn't done that. Instead, he's created this narrative that he's just trying to make ends meet and he's trying to stay happy and positive and, oh, look at me and I'm attractive and I'm white and whatever. And so the, the interesting thing to, to wrap this up is, and the thing that's pissed me off is, of course, because with the Juilliard thing, he got a lot of attention on social media. All these people were reaching out to him. Charlie Puth was like, hey, man, it's okay that you got rejected. Like, I didn't get into Juilliard either and blah, blah, blah. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a successful career. And all these people being like, let me know if you need something. I can help you, whatever. He's getting interviewed. He's got an article in the New York Times. He's got interviewed by Inside Edition, all this shit. Then this motherfucker comes back on <laughs> and he says, so I didn't get into Juilliard, but I just got signed with the biggest modeling agency in the world. <laughs> I, the, the rage dude, like th this is, this is what it means to be privileged. You can literally be the most unextraordinary person on earth, which by the way, he said he wanted to be an actor, but he didn't have, he doesn't have an acting career, no experience. Like, I don't even think he's been in a commercial, but that's, you know, another point, right? You can be the most totally unextraordinary person, but if you're conventionally attractive, if you're white, maybe if you're a, a man, right? You, you can get all kinds of shit just thrown at you. So now he's a top model, whatever. And I looked at his modeling portfolio, by the way, it's trash. Um, yeah, he, he took the his portfolio pictures in his bathroom or something. It's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, he's got all this stuff and now he's doing this modeling and I'm sure he'll start joining people's videos. He'll get sponsored ads because he's got a huge following now. His YouTube channel is huge now. It's insane. And it's super frustrating. And a lot of 
black and brown creators have spoken up on this and been like, this is wrong for so many reasons. Like, you can't even be feel happy for this dude because you know, for every one Axel there is, every one person like him, there's 50,000 people who deserve it more who will never get that chance. So that's what's, what's got me hot. I've been following this drama. I try to stay away from it because I'm kind of burnt out by it, but that's what's got me hot. So if you want to indulge yourself on TikTok and get into that rabbit hole, just look up Axel or or search for the has hashtag Axelgate, kind of like Watergate, but like Axelgate, because that's what they've coined this whole thing. So what about you? What's up with you? Um, yeah, I, I think that as you were talking, I was thinking about how like a conversation I want to have on this podcast um is um parasocial relationships and like celebrity culture and influencer culture and those kinds of things i'm not super like i'm still learning a lot um about that kind of stuff and like but i that is something that i would love to talk about more because like social media is super fucking interesting um yeah and i think i think a lot of those um those things that i just said play into axel's story um Mm -hmm. and what is going on and what went down and all that stuff uh what's got me hot oh so um recently the past like three months like fall winter so that's that's more like six months whatever anyway um i something had been bothering me a lot and because i'm like on this journey of like trying to like work through my emotions and like talk through my emotions and stuff like that mm-hmm. i had been like talking myself like through it and like trying to figure out why i was so upset and like why was it bothering me so much and blah blah and whatever and, like, I felt like I kind of solved it by the end of the year and was, like, kind of, like, feeling a bit better about the situation. And then, like, this week, I had a conversation with someone. And it made me realize... Um, I have changed a lot in 2021 and and more so like my values Hmm. and um i think um the pandemic i was talking to a mentor about this earlier today that the pandemic has um like what is the word like just sped shit up that was already happening happening right like a lot of the crazy shit that was happening um kind of like sped up a lot of like all the crazy stuff and i think um also the pandemic has definitely radicalized a lot of people and i'm definitely one of them um my phone's on low power mode anyway <laughs> and Yeah, it made me realize that, like, my values have changed a lot this year. 
And I feel like that's a lot of the reason why I was feeling certain ways about certain Mm. situations because in the way like I'm some I'm a student I like I'm constantly learning new things and trying to like dig deep into a lot of the nuances of a lot of like social stuff right um and I listen to a lot of different people and like their opinions about like stuff and their research on stuff and um because I've been doing a lot of that um I've been doing a lot of like critical thinking about the way in which the world works and like how we live and like see things and like my points of view on things and like why people have certain points of view and things blah 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 whatever and like in doing a lot of that you kind of had like like a lot of this like those those things that you're thinking about or that you're learning about come full circle Mm -hmm. like how certain things affect other things and how and what is the cycle right um and so I've been thinking so I've been doing a lot of that like pretty much the entire pandemic but a, a lot last year um And I didn't realize how much my values have shifted um, within one year, but also since like leaving college, right? Um, How much I have like divested from trying to be in the corporate space, how much I've divested from trying to achieve material success Mm. I'm not perfect (laughs) I'm not perfect there are ways in which because you know I grew we have all grown up in this like in this system it is very hard to like break away from certain things um but Yeah, I, it also made me realize, I think a lot of the reason why I was getting upset was because there were people who couldn't see what I was seeing Hmm. and not to be on the, like, no, like, and not to be on no, like, 70, like, not 70s, but like, not to be on no, like, 90s hotep shit, um, but like, they just can't see their third eye's not awake but yeah um I um but yeah like it's it's hard to like it's hard it's been like difficult for me to have these kinds of have these kinds of conversations with people who are not where I am and not that like I don't love these people or anything like that but um I can't engage with them in these kinds of conversations the way I like really want to engage in them because like I mean I'm listening to other people on the internet talk about it but 
I also want to talk to like someone physically about it and I mm-hmm. and I can't because um they're just not there yet. And and that's fine. Like I'm not saying that like there's anything wrong with that. I think because of the systems we've grown up in the system and it's all that we know. So and it's the system that is still in place, right? So you have to work within that system if you want certain things for your life. So I totally understand. But as someone who wants to forge a different path, it's hard to forge a different path when everyone else that you know is trying to say stay on the same tried and true path right like and i use heavy quotes around tried and true um so yeah i think i mean this also ties into like me moving um moving out of my apartment um into like a new place uh i think it's time for me to it's been past time for me to find more friends and find my tribe of people who relate to me in that way I think I mean a lot of the reason why I didn't um try to get new friends like after college and stuff like that is because I knew I wasn't going to stay in this city for much longer um and I didn't want to like create too many like relationships in a place where I wasn't I knew I wasn't going to be for a very long time which yeah that's fair yeah which I know to some people is like short-sighted or whatever but like I genuinely don't care it's fine it worked out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I don't know I think and it's something I'm still like thinking about a lot um and also like I think now that like I like it clicked man that was so crazy to me that like when it clicked I was like oh yeah like I have definitely changed a lot and like I knew I had changed but I don't know sometimes like I was like oh I have I am definitely not the person that I used to be back then like I there are just things that like I don't want that other people want and not that it's a bad thing that they want those things but I wish like more people understood why they wanted those things because a lot of times the things that you want it's not because you actually want it it's because you've been told that's what you want or that's the only thing that you know that so true you want um, that's like that biggest example like or easiest example i can think of with that is college yeah you you have this thing drilled in your head that you have to go to college to be successful or you have to go to college to work in a job you love or whatever or find your interests and you know meet new people and stuff and that's just not true but so many people grow up and their parents and friends and family push that on them and nothing else no other options that they feel like they have to do it and then they get to college and they're like, what the hell? I'm wasting my time. I don't want to do this. And yeah. you know, by that time you've wasted a lot of time and energy and money just trying to do what you thought was right yeah. instead of doing what you want to do. But also for a lot of people, especially if you're not white, college is the only option. Yes. College is 
the only way up yeah for a lot of people like for honestly for me if i didn't go to college i wouldn't be i wouldn't be where i am right now like for a lot of reasons (laughs) so i think so that's like yeah that's the other side to it right yeah so yeah i don't know that's what's got me hot or that's what's got me like really thinking a lot recently like this past week like and like it's so interesting how much of your mindset changes um after like years and then I think the thing was that I was I was talking to someone and they were saying some shit that I realized I was saying when I was their age because they were younger than they're younger than me and I was like wow wow like that's super interesting that I don't think that way anymore Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's what got me damn you made mine sound so trivial compared oh. to yours. <laughs> I was like, I'm just mad at this random white boy in New York. No, but like yours is real, right? Like it also right, when, you, well. when you yeah yeah when you think of the the issue the main issue with him why yeah. so many people are upset yeah it's serious but yeah you know I think my uh, my anger with it is it's a bit unwarranted. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's so. definitely warranted. Yeah. Well, okay, that's the episode. Well. Yeah, that that was a long one, but I felt like we kind of had to mm-hmm. make it long because it's just been so long since we've we've gotten together and talked about this type of stuff. So. Yeah. But yeah, um, so this was the Slight Sarcasm Podcast. Uh, I am Amber. I'm Celeste. That is Celeste. As always, we want to thank you all for listening. We do encourage you to take a look at our social media, which will be linked in the show notes. I think we'll also probably add a few things in there, some of the other things we talked about. Um, and you can also email us with questions or suggestions at the slight sarcasm podcast at gmail.com. So yeah, thanks again. And we hope you join us in the next episode. Bye. Bye.